You're listening to Not So Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me in the booth this week is our friend of the show, Mike Luffy over here. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> so, full disclosure, a couple weeks ago, we attempted to record a Marvel podcast to discuss where Marvel was at at that point with the failure of Ant-Man and other things that were going on with them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then my computer ate it. So, that podcast, <laughs> gone. It was... I want you to know it was probably one of the best ones we've done. It was hilarious. I thought we had some really salient points, but you guys don't get to hear those. So instead, we're going to do it again. But Marvel has moved into a slightly different position at this point from where they were even a couple weeks ago. There's, I think, reasons that are worthy of discussing this. But before we get into all of that, let's first go over the big thing that they released recently, which was the Marvel's trailer. It's very interesting. Um, Energetic. Yeah, it definitely had some good energy to it. I like uh, bringing Monica Rambeau into it. I like that. I always liked her as a character in uh, WandaVision. I thought that was a pretty nice touch. And seeing her brought into, like, you know, a mainline movie, like, I think we kind of expected that, given the uh, the possibilities, but it's good to see. So. It, is, it is good to see a better connection between the TV shows and the movies, because with WandaVision and then Ms. Marvel, introducing two of the characters that then appeared here with uh, Rambeau, who is positioned in such a way, I think, from the comics that she could become another Captain Marvel if yeah. they want to go that way. And then, of course, Ms. Marvel, who's just a fun character in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes for a nice team-up, even though the, in the trailer they say they're not a team. They're, they're a team. We know they're, <laughs> they're a team. team. Yeah, they, they have to play that off. I'm sure that, you know, they're going to come to the end of the movie, the buddy-buddy, like, you know, hand-holding kumbaya. You know what? We were a team the whole time, and the journey along the way is the friends we made, yada, yada. So it's a formula. They're going to stick to it. But I'm I'm looking forward to this more so than any of the more recent ones just on the action and you know anything you give me a little nick fury i like samuel L. jackson so well i mean i know he's got his secret wars show coming up or secret invasion secret wars is yeah secret invasion yeah. coming up they put the trailer out for that it looked like a very bog standard marvel tv show and i yeah. mean we've had two years of them now we can say what is a bog standard marvel tv show at this point <laughs> yeah and yeah you got loki and then everything else. <laughs> WandaVision, Loki, and then all those other shows. Yeah. 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 Although I, I, I'm gonna, I think if hearing Moon Knight is pretty good. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it. And I heard What If is also pretty good, but mm-hmm. yeah, didn't, didn't see that yet either. Different. But Loki was quite good. Yeah. And uh, WandaVision also quite good. So, yeah. But everything else is, eh, it's fine. Well, a lot of them are, the, a lot of the shows that worked really well are powered, A, by starting production before the COVID struck, which is something we're going to get to. But also Mm -hmm. having really strong lead characters that came in from the movies. So they already had something built in for them. Some of the other ones, like I liked Hawkeye personally. I thought that was a decent show. But yeah, it was a yeah. it was it was a very low level like Marvel being like we could do what uh, the Netflix shows did and it didn't have <laughs> huge ambitions but also mm-hmm. lack of ambition is absolutely one hundred percent Jeremy Renner's bag so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah zero emotion you know kind of yeah. when he when he does emote it it's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. I'm, I'm still not really sure if he was happy or sad that, you know, Natasha died, but we'll go with sad because that's what they're planning, trying to do. So. <laughs> no, Black Widow, don't throw yourself <laughs> from the cliff. I have nothing left. Let me do it. Well, I had nothing ever, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> I didn't realize we were playing the nothing game. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, looking at the other one, I got it pulled up on the wiki right now. Looking at She-Hulk. I mean, I've seen some... Mm-hmm. 
funny clips, I think, here and there. I thought that was okay. I Am Groot looks like it was a cute little cartoon, I maybe. I that one. I really yeah. saw it, but I didn't even watch that one. I mean, Werewolf by Night, never heard of it. That one was fun, just in a, it's kind of a play on the old classic Universal style ones, but I think you had to, like, really want to wa- watch that one to really get into it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the, the it's, again, you know, we're back talking about what we talked about a few weeks ago. It's fine but it's not what marvel i don't want to yeah. say was you know five seven years ago yeah. because we, we just gotten the oversaturation is real and that was something mm-hmm. we discussed a lot last time yeah that no one got to hear uh but yeah it's the thing of when you watch this trailer for the marvels it has things that were definitely lacking from some of the movies we watched more recently the tv shows we watched more recently it's energetic as i noted it's very mm-hmm. funny but it has lots of big crowd scenes and people playing off each other. And acting is definitely a collaborative experience. Acting, directing, producing, anything in the movies. Collaborative experience. COVID mm-hmm. forced the collaboration down to a very low level because you couldn't have more than two or three people in a room at a time. So there's right. only so much collaboration you do. You could feel that in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. like they were filming, they had to film in like the volume, what they filmed The Mandalorian on. Uh, mm-hmm. And they had to limit how many people could be on screen together while they were in the volume. Um, and, <laughs> I love saying it that way. Um, and, like, it feels very static, very stage play, like, very TV, which you don't right. want for a, something that's going to be shown on the big screen. So, yeah, especially with the, the star power and, you know, just word power of the word Marvel Universe in it, you know. So it's it's one of those things where it's like it almost feels like if they were going to be so stage play and te- uh, television episodic with that, they should have just made Ant Man into a TV show, and it might have just worked better. Honestly, at least it wouldn't there wouldn't be the judgment level on it. It feels like that, you know, they're in some aspects almost not like you know taking a cue from like okay, you know what, we did one of these, it was successful. We did two of these, it was okay. Maybe not do a third one and throw it down people's throat, you know, yeah. and that's what it feels like some of these have turned into like Thor one very very good Thor two redheaded stepchild no one likes it Thor three went the comedy route quite funny for Thor four didn't even bother watching it like you know I I had seen everything I wanted to see like when am I gonna see Jane back again okay great cool whatever I, but I liked Thor four for what it was love and thunder was fun it was a good time it wasn't up to the high level of Ragnarok no but there was right. a lot of great ideas and a lot of fun comedy in it that it worked for me it's funny that they turned Thor into a comedy kind of franchise for Marvel because the first one's quite serious and the second one even quite serious. And then they just kind of figured out, you know what, seeing Chris Hemsworth be Thor and crack jokes is actually kind of funny and people are going to love it. And then they were right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard in that movie that they didn't use, um, oh my God, his name, uh, Christian Bale as much as they could have, which yeah. I found disappointing um, because I, I mean, I love him. He's a great actor. He made, he's not my Batman. You know, Batman will always be Michael Keaton to me, but I mean, he's a very close second. Um, so um, I was excited to hear he was in a Marvel movie. And then I hear he's in the movie for like 10 minutes. And I was like, well, now I don't want to watch this. Yeah. There was, there was a lot that they filmed with him that just due to re, re uh, rewrites and reshoots and editing got mm-hmm. pared down. Like, the opening of the movie was originally like 15 minutes of just his character's backstory, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, as cool as that is to find out everything about him, 15 minutes at the start of a movie that's not expressly about him 
feels like right. a very large narrative diversion that isn't going to add as much as possible. So I get the idea of rewriting and editing that down, but mm-hmm. it, it is also the thing of you have Christian Bale and you have a meaty story and then you only use like five minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, eh, again, back into the thought of it's fine. Um, yeah. you know, looking back, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse, it was okay. Spider-Man No Way Home was fantastic. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think you, get, you hit like... Um, a real home run here with uh oh man his name tom hiddleston yes as uh, as batman batman my god as spider-man uh he just really encompasses tom the character Holland. very hiddleston tom Holland. Loki. thank you Loki, <laughs> thank you thank you too many toms um you know i, I always felt like chris's right i always look back at it like you know with the uh the franchise of spider-man that toby Maguire was a really good Peter Parker character and that Andrew Garfield I thought played a good Spider-Man character and I feel like Tom Holland really just encompasses the best of both and can pull off that Peter Parker geeky nerd but also kind of you know like cool at the same time and then just does a really nice job as Spider-Man so very quality stuff Shang-Chi pretty good um you know Black Widow again fine Yeah, there's a lot of fine, and that's the problem, is that when you have a high bar set by the very first movie in the franchise, Iron Man, right. um, and so many movies being able to like match that high bar, you can't mm-hmm. just release things that are fine, especially not in theaters. It's, it's one thing when it's in TV, and you're just trying to keep the franchise going while COVID's going on, but when your big marquee characters are getting put into average movies, like Ant-Man mm-hmm. or Black Widow, that's a problem. Now, that's the benefit of this trailer is now that we're post-pandemic, which however much you want to say we are about that, they're mm-hmm. at least able to do bigger productions now. So like yeah. the Marvels, there's a whole Bollywood sequence it looks like that's in there. And you're like, you couldn't have done that a couple of years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. And the, the CGI on it would have been poor at best. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't you can't pull off that and not have actual actors doing it and not have it look terrible. So, so. It, it does look like they're trying to find their feet again. Uh, mm-hmm. It raises the point that, along with Ant-Man, probably should have been a TV show. It also should not have been the start of Phase 5. Right, right. <laughs> no, because like, by, by making it the mile marker saying, this is the start, that sets a bad precedent. If they should be like, this is just a movie before Phase 5 gets going, that's a different message you're sending. And Marvel can only really rely on their messaging right now while they rebuild their brand. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not one of those YouTube people that's going to say, oh my god, superhero movies are dying! Because, I'm sorry, uh, Spider-Man got over a billion dollars a year ago. Like, Yeah, they're, they're, not they're definitely dying. not dying. No, no, they just need the right material. People aren't just going to show up for anything right now, and that's not the, necessarily the fault of Marvel and oversaturation, although maybe a little. But mm-hmm. that's the fault of covid Showing people, hey, you can survive in your home and watch a lot of shit at home. That's mm-hmm. just as nice as if you're in the theater. So. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, call you know a spade a spade. And going to a theater is no cheap thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that used to be like if you were going on a date in high school, like you know, that was like your first date, dinner, and in a, a movie. You know, you spent maybe a hundred bucks. You're gonna spend a hundred dollars at the movie alone now. Yeah, you no. know, with yeah. with popcorn and tickets, and you know, 3D and the reclining seats, and you know. Yeah. It's you know thirty forty dollars for two tickets now, and you're going to spend another forty to fifty dollars on refreshments. So two sodas is like eighteen dollars. It's insane. Yeah, yeah I saw um, the local theater we have. They do their tickets and concessions all at the same register. Um, mm-hmm. so you just buy it all at once. And a guy with like his wife and three kids, he walked away with a tab of over a hundred and twenty. And I'm sitting there going for yeah. the movie. 
Yeah, I, and yeah. like that's what you would do, like taking like you know family to like a baseball game or like a sporting event. They like, you know you expect to spend that money on like beer and whatnot. Like you can get a beer and a cocktail at my theater by me here, sure, but I'm not going to spend that. <laughs> so I'm spending eighteen dollars for a drink at the movies. Like no, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, well, and I mean to that point, you know, uh, with a baseball game, you're getting something you can't get in the same experience at home. Watching baseball or football or something on the screen is completely different from watching it live. So along with the money you're spending on that for the price that you're spending for your cheap seats and your hot dog and your beer and all that, uh, Mm -hmm. you're getting an experience there, like out there with the players getting to see everything, be in a crowd, be around people that you can't get on the TV. But like you're spending 120 bucks to go to the movie theater when in a couple weeks you can be at home, watch on your big screen TV, make your own hot dogs and save yourself a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay six ninety nine to get it off Amazon and call it a night. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, even if you buy the Blu Ray for like twenty or thirty bucks, you're still coming out ahead seventy dollars. Oh yeah, and yeah. You, and you know, and that's fine because then you're still contributing. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to look at it that way, you're you're contributing back to the to the franchise and the people that the actors and the people that put their money in. But more importantly, like you know, the key grips and the best boys and the the boomstick holders, the people that were part of this movie that you know you got to pay their salary too. So like, yep. I get it, mm-hmm. I understand. That doesn't mean I want to pay it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't want to pay it when it's like a hundred bucks. I'll yeah. I'll go and I'll front the ten, fifteen dollars for a ticket for a movie I really want to see. Sure, sure. Really want like Guardians this weekend. D and D a couple weekends ago, which you went and saw. You saw Mario, which I haven't seen yes. yet. But there's one of those. But there's other Ooh. movies that have come out that I'm like that are already coming out on Blu-ray. That I'm like I'm glad I waited for Blu-ray. Cocaine yeah. Bear is hilarious it is a fucking funny movie <laughs> i did not need to see it in the theater i did not see it there i bought it on blu-ray it was great i'm happy yeah yeah i watched like, that and- with uh one of our friend caleb's did a movie night uh where he he played that and we yep. watched it and and it was it was it was a good time would i have paid you know 40 bucks to go see that in the theater no but the, would i pay 10 bucks to get it off amazon to watch yeah that was Hell fun yeah. that was that was a hilarious movie yeah so yeah. but yeah no, that's the thing it's like marvel is fighting that now and you can see it in action because people saw the trailers for ant-man 3 and we're looking at going i don't know it's going to be any better on the movie theater than it's going to be at my house so they decided yeah. to hold off on it uh, yeah and and with the way disney plus is you're going to get that in yep. a much more timely fashion to your home to your streaming service than you would waiting for it to come on like an hbo mm-hmm. or on you know uh basic cable television like a tnt tbs what have you and not to get super off topic but for time capsule purposes here mario movie has now eclipsed one billion dollars 1.022 billion last time we talked about this it was just a shade under 500 million so look at that it's it's already doing quite well even still so i think there are movies that marvel's going to release in this next year that are going to do just fine and it's not the death of superheroes i mean guardians has a built-in fan base you and I are yeah. both already planning on watching it, and that's despite, in my opinion, the trailers being only middling at best. They are fair, yes. fair at best, right? Yes. Fair at best, but it doesn't need to have a fantastic trailer because all it has to do is play some pop music and remind you that the characters are going to be there, and most people are going to show up because yeah. it's the Guardians. Yeah, uh, but they're uh, going to show up to see Groot. They're going to show up to see Drax be Drax, you know, and you know, and and to see Star Lord be Star Lord. And you know, is he going to get Gamora back? Like, there's a pretty good story there. And Nebula was always one of my more favorite characters, and yep. now she's like part of the main group. I'm happy so, about that. Right? Exactly, yeah. you know. And even Mantis has her moments of being quite funny. Um, well, and the better trailer for this movie was, frankly, the holiday special they put out for those that cared, because 
the little mm-hmm. Christmas special with them just being goofballs showed that this part of the franchise has the right energy. It still understands what it needs to be. Yeah. 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 Looking ahead right now, we got, you know, Captain America, New World Order coming next year. The movie that I'm excited about, uh, and I think you are too, is Blade, for Blade. sure. Looking forward to that. Yes. And, and I mean, Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool now officially part of the Marvel, and I, it is going to be a rated R movie. So I'm, I'm curious let's go. about that because let's go. The, way that, the way that Deadpool is set up, and the, like the few rumors I've heard about it without anyone saying anything about where, like, because everyone's like, oh, it's going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I'm sitting there going, but is it? Like, and I think <laughs> it's actually going to be better if, like, it has the Marvel logo on it, but it in no way, shape, or form actually is part of it because it feels more freeing for Deadpool to just be able to crack jokes about Marvel without having to tie itself into the continuity. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, yeah. kind of like you know the way um, John Oliver always cracks jokes at HBO, yeah. even though he yeah. works for HBO. You know, business there's a certain, <laughs> yeah, business daddy, exactly. There's a certain level of humor in being able to make fun of yourself, and uh-huh. and I think Ryan Reynolds does that quite well. Yeah, and by um, having uh, a huge Ackman, uh, <laughs> I always, yeah. I always say it that way. Uh, having Hugh Jackman come back and play a version of Wolverine while both of them have acknowledged he's not playing the Wolverine from the movies because they don't want to ruin the ending of Logan. Um, right, right. Yeah. Uh, by having him play a version, that also implies that it might not be the one that shows up in the actual main Marvel continuity. They can bring someone else in to play a younger, shorter version of the Wolverine at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't violate anything because it's Deadpool and who cares? Yeah, and they've already touched on the multiverse, obviously, with Doctor Strange. There's other universes out there. I mean, we saw it turn Reed, you know, Wanda turn Reed Richards into a, a plate of spaghetti. You know, like there's there's different things out there that that can be tied in. And like you said, he's not going to necessarily be the Wolverine because of Logan, another fantastic movie. Uh, but you know, when you see the trailer of it, I think it was on like the Super Bowl, and you see Red Ryan Reynolds talking like, "Yeah, we're going to do another Deadpool." Then you see this Hugh Jackman like they're just hanging out together, which is believable <laughs> that they would actually do that and he's like hey you want yeah. yeah yeah and he's like hey you want to play wolverine again he's like yeah. he's walking away like, eating a slice of pizza he's like yeah sure like <laughs> i believe like that's what they they did <laughs> yeah. so yeah you don't we're not violating logan you get to play a different version you want to go play uh, wolverine one more time so we can finish this trilogy of me mocking you <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and then he gets to show a different side of wolverine a much more comedic side and violent side because he's in mm. a deadpool movie and they can just unleash a character yeah, and, and yeah. I mean Deadpool movies like the hilarity is also you know the only thing that trumps that in those movies is the violence, uh-huh. <laughs> which, yeah. which I, I mean you know even like the second one was just when the juggernaut rips him in half and he's got like the little baby legs. <laughs> it's, just, like, it's just it's so funny and horrific all at the same time. Like I just can't get enough of it. The baby legs and then oh, that my God. basic instinct moment. Hi. <laughs> Did not need that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need it, but you know what? It doesn't mean I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna turn it down now that, that it's hilarious. here in front of me. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, so yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, I'm the Marvels trailer specifically, not not Secret Invasion because that one looked pretty bland, but the right. Marvels trailer specifically made me cautiously optimistic for Phase Five in a way that Ant Man did not. 
Yeah. And yeah. you get you know three strong female leads uh-huh. that, you know, of course, there'll be discussion about that, but it's fine. You know, I mean, Miss Captain Marvel was, you know, for what say what you want about it, it was a pretty solid movie. You know, Monica Rambeau coming back. There's a relationship there that they're going to build on. Great. And, you know, and Khan from the show was also quite good. So you got three people here that will, like you said, you know, maybe be a team, but then they're going to well say they're not. But yeah. Yeah. They're going to play very well off each other. And I mean, if you want to talk, touch upon the, the fact that it's three female leads, I did note that it also looks like a female villain. So totally fast mm-hmm. the effect they'll test anytime they're just in a scene together. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, at least Marvel seems to have something going on. I, I, so I don't know if you've watched the Flash trailer. We'll just touch upon this briefly, and we can do a podcast on this at another time. But mm-hmm. the Flash trailer looks both interesting and like a whole bunch of DC standard CGI power swap. So <sighs> DC, like they've, you know, they were like the kind of I guess you want to like air quoted gold standard for superhero movies back in like the late eighties, early nineties with you know the Batman and all that, Michael Keaton doing everything, and then superhero movies kind of like you know just. They weren't really a thing again until like the mid 2000s and then everything that marvel does is always 10 times better than what dc does and no matter how much dc tries they just can't keep up um and i think always their biggest problem is they spoil half of their importantness of a movie in the damn trailer every mm-hmm. time anyway you know yeah. they'll, they'll give you more than you need to know <laughs> and that's all, always been their problem and despite the fact that they're they're trying to move away from the Zack Snyder aesthetic, they haven't figured out a way to actually move past the Zack Snyder aesthetic. It's right. grim, dark, gray, CGI-laden, without any sense of real reality. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I, I'm hopeful that this will be... You know, like like Aquaman was fairly decent, and then, yep. you know, that's got some baggage attached to it with, you know, the what happened between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, you know, sure. Um, but that was okay. As, as a DC movie went, that was pretty good. Um, this, yeah, the Snyder cut of justice league, you know, if, if you have to tack on an hour and 15 minutes to a movie, that's already, you know, almost three hours long to make it better. I, I question why this wasn't already like a two parter, like Marvel yeah. did with infinity war yeah. in the first place, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I just feel like you're trying to you're trying to one up Marvel, and yet you're not even able to shine their shoes or tie their shoelace. <laughs> you, you know, you're trying to surpass them and do better and bigger things when you can't even do the simple things I, right. I feel like DC would have been better off if Marvel was still fumbling around in the darkness while the Flash came out. But yeah, you got you got Guardians coming, and then the Marvels already being teased. And people mm-hmm. are gonna look at that and then look back at Dis or DC and go, Yeah, but weren't you the Justice League guys? And, yeah. Yeah. And then so. they're gonna hit some good in there though. I think uh, seeing Michael Keaton come back as Batman, like I'm I mean, he'll always be my Batman, so I'm I'm hyped for that. Uh interesting that you have Michael Keaton now existing in both DC and Marvel universes, being in the Spider-Man and now in this DC one. But you know what? Money talks, so it's fine. Uh and it's and it's not exactly like he has to have a loyalty to a studio because he's been, you know, a secondary character or a villain. So it's not like he's got movies about the Falcon coming out. Or the uh, the vulture coming out. So The Whipper Will. Yeah. I mean we'll we'll see. Um 
I'm gonna check out the trailer when we're done here, you know, and, and see what I see. But I mean, it, it, it's fine. And and if you can get past Ezra Miller and all of his whatever you want to call it, then all right, sure, it, it, it could be a good movie. I'm hoping this is much more Aquaman than Batman v Superman. I'll, I'll put it that way. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, okay, I'm talking about superheroes right now. So, <laughs> this has been Not So Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein with the other Mike in the booth, and we will see you all next time.